Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the UFTA Podcast, Season 3, Episode 18. We're happy to have you. I'm Jordan Rudolph. And I'm Emily O'Connor. We are diving into a topic today that's going to be a little bit more nutrition-based. We've been going through a little bit more mindset-based and intentionality the last few episodes and haven't talked food in a while. And we all know that food matters. Um... So we're gonna we're gonna we're it's gonna be a, an inclusive episode about everything, but we're gonna tie it more into nutrition, mm-hmm. and it's called the ninety days out goal. Correct, and I think it is important to tie this one especially into nutrition because nutrition has an impact and an influence on a lot more hours of our day than like a workout or a training program would. Right, we're only going to be training for let's say anywhere between three to six hours a week on average per per person, depending on your goals, right? But kind of for the average person. But food takes precedent and kind of has a role in, I don't even know the math on that, but like 12 hours a day for the entire week versus three to six hours over the entire week. It's just so much more prevalent in our lives and we have so many more touch points in order to make decisions to either move us closer to our goal or away from our goal whatever that might be yeah and 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 a lot of this just comes down to uh there's a lot of decisions that we make each day that we're unaware of right Mm -hmm. we just make them we're on autopilot unconscious of them um and we don't think about them uh food is almost always a thing that we at least think about for a moment even if you're stressed or emotional through food and whatever else excited sad um we're we're still there mm-hmm. and it's still very relevant like we all need to eat and every single person out there loves food mm-hmm. like not every single person out there even you listening to this does not love exercise so easier 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 for us to talk about food and include that in this and make it more relevant for that that end as well um the the concept of the quote unquote ninety days out goal um, comes from a little bit of stuff that we talked about recently as a team, and something that I've learned in a marketing standpoint for the for small for just business small business, but like basically the marketing that you're experiencing today as as like what I was taught from a small business standpoint is because of what you started to do or what you did 90 days ago. And the thought was that Emily and I talked about was that this applies to health and fitness very well as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always done like I stay personally. I try to keep myself six weeks out from any type of goal that I want to make sure I accomplish. Uh, that's not always true depending on the goal. But if we think about the 90 days out goal, that's easier for me to accomplish in terms of whatever that is. Than not, and at the time of this recording, and at the time of you listening to this, ninety days out from today is about Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking about as you're listening to this. If you're listening to this in real time when it releases on August twenty first, I think um, you 
you you take that 90 days out like it puts us at thanksgiving which mm-hmm. is i think the 24th this year yep so we 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 have the goal mm-hmm. like what as you're listening to this like whatever you're doing today is what's going to affect you impact you the way you look feel move uh perform on thanksgiving mm-hmm. like it starts right now it's kind of when you if this is the first time as you're listening to this if you're hearing this and this is the first time you've thought about that that can be almost a challenging mindset shift to have to say like wow thanksgiving seems so far away right like even me just hearing the 90 days from now is thanksgiving as we're recording this i'm like hmm yeah like that means like that's like a lot of things happen in thanksgiving uh first thing that comes to mind is the weather changing but we'll forgo that for this episode but i think as we then recognize that okay Yes, 90 days is Thanksgiving. Awesome. Where do I want to be by then? So I think step one in this is identifying kind of what that looks like for you, what that end person is looking like, feeling like, doing, how they're moving, what we want to accomplish. And that can start to paint the picture of the action steps almost in a backward, working backwards approach of what we need to start doing now. Otherwise, what happens is we start to think about all these little things and it becomes a situation where, oh, I'll get it done, I'll get it done, I'll get it done, but there's no real action being taken and we just keep putting off the inevitable. So step one, where do you want to be in Thanksgiving? Identify the end point. I mean, I think you nailed it right there, Emma, but people don't, people don't sit in that long enough where you, you almost have to paint the picture for them. People, a lot of people aren't visualizers. They're more like... They're, they're more of like micro thinking. Sorry for the screaming in the background. That's just our people working out and not getting stabbed. Um, you can laugh about this later, listener, when you know that that's you. Because uh, we are right now with you. We, we, can, um, we, can, we can paint the picture of what that's going to look like that day. Like put yourself on Thanksgiving Day. What do you usually do that day? with your family, with your friends, with your loved ones, whatever it is, on that Thanksgiving day, because most of us have some sort of tradition that we follow pretty uh, exclusively and pretty routinistically each year, mm-hmm. right? So put yourself in that position. What are you doing that morning? What are you doing that afternoon? What are you doing that night? How does it look like? How does it feel like? How do you want to look? How do you want to feel? How do you want to uh quote unquote move or what clothes do you want to fit into when the weather starts getting colder and we have to start wearing the jeans and the long sleeves again um and you're going to these thanksgiving parties these holiday parties because what happens is people usually grind and they wake up on thanksgiving day and they're not where they want to be and they're not happy and then the grind of the holidays usually kicks them into gear where they don't do anything because oh if i just wait six more weeks i have the new year Mm-hmm. And then they, that comes around, and then they realize that's only a 10-day fallacy, and then they don't follow through on that either. Mm-hmm. And now we're just back another year with the same shit, different day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, like you said, the visualization can be extremely powerful, and the more detail uh, the po- is possible, right? The more detail, the better, where we can really identify what we want to feel, who we want to be, etc., without getting stuck. and to look even further out, taking action now can start to implement some of those habits and make them habits before those holidays kick in and the craziness kind of tries to throw us off. If we can already be in the routine of 
I wake up and I chug a bottle or a glass of water already, I get ahead on my water at the start of the day, it's easier to maintain that through when life is not routine as well. Like those habits will carry us through past the 90 days as well. Correct. So the more, what, you, what you're doing there, Emma, is you're just coming up with more detail form, right? Mm-hmm. So the more detail, the more specific that you get, the better this is going to be. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll explain why here in a second, but you also have to get a little emotional. Like, like this stuff should bug you a little bit or it should excite you a little bit. Maybe, uncom- maybe make you uncomfortable a little bit. If it doesn't, then you're, you're being too superficial about it. You're being too easy about it. Uh, you, you have to take this a step further. If it matters to you and you want it to matter to you, uh, you, have to, you have to take a moment to think about this stuff. Because when you do and, the, and you visualize that, and you start going through that practice, what happens is your brain literally starts acting, believing, thinking, doing all of the things to help you succeed in that vision because the brain is thinking, feeling, and wanting the same thing that you do because that's what it's being told. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is something that, if I remember correctly, back when like Tom Brady first became big with the Patriots um, and went on his uh, run that's now the dynasty and, and the legend, is that every year the Patriots spent a day just like in their training camp going over visualization of them and they showed old Super Bowl footage. They showed them a footage of, like, teams showing up to the Super Bowl, the Dome that year or whatever, or the stadium that year, wherever it's at, and, like, other teams going through media day. Like, they went through step-by-step visualization of how their team is going to do that, and they all, they all prepped for that. They visualized every moment of that season leading up to that moment to win the Super Bowls and do that. And obviously the rest is history, but we do that with our athletes here. We do that with our people here in, in weddings when they go to weddings and they're not sure what to eat and they're like, oh, I'm going to get caught in drinking. Like, let's just start putting ourselves in a scenario. Like, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. So the more you visualize, the more you put yourself in that scenario and make it real, thinking about the details and the specific, the specificity of it, the specific, and have some emotion involved, the better you're going to be in this part of it. Mm-hmm. And, and now is the time to do it. Like, what you're doing today is going to be the start of what your 90-day goal is mm-hmm. leading up to that point. Yeah, and it also makes it easier to make those decisions now that will set you up for success because you do have that emotional piece. And we've touched on like that deeper why in previous episodes. It's a little bit easier to make that goal or make that decision that will forego the short term, whatever it might be, comfort, if we want to use this very general word, for the long term end goal, right? It's uncomfortable to a degree to say no, like, oh no, I'm not going to have a drink today. I'm not going to have multiple drinks today, right? To use alcohol for an example, because I know that alcohol inhibits fat loss and my end goal relies more on fat loss. Easy or hard decision, but can be made easier to make that uncomfortable sacrifice in the short term and set yourself up for success because the long term, when we have the detail and the emotion, starts to matter a lot more. A lot more. Yeah. And when emotion's involved, as long as you don't, it's something that I've always told athletes that I that I work with. Um, we don't want to play emotionally, but you want to play with emotion, mm-hmm. right? You can't get emotional, but you want to play with emotion. 
Um, it's the same thing when it comes to our goals. Like we can't be so emotionally driven that we kind of get tunnel visioned and we're not kind of thinking things through, but we have to have emotion involved to get where we want to get to. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, it, it has to bug you a little bit. It has to make you uncomfortable a little bit. It has to excite you a little bit. It should scare you a little bit. Like it's got to have pieces of all the stuff. And then we, we then follow through with, like M said earlier, like you said earlier, working backwards. Like we build mm -hmm. programs that way. We build with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. So the 90 day point right now that we're talking about, the 90 days out, like when you listen to this, whatever you did 90 days ago is why you're at where you're at right now. Mm -hmm. But you have a point right now where you can start today that affects the next 90 days and where you're going to be in 90 days on that day of Thanksgiving, approximately. So when we think about that and go through that, then we can build a plan of action and get the habits and go through the weekly, the daily, the monthly goals to get you there. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Then that Thanksgiving day is a checkpoint of the last 90 days. Did it work? Did it not work? What do we need to change? It's, it's, it's filling the buckets, right? It's, it's do more, do less, keep the same, start, stop. Mm -hmm. What are all those things that we need to do and rock and roll through it all? For sure. I like what you said there about like what you did 90 days ago is where you are now. I was just talking to someone yesterday about how we can't necessarily go back and change what we did, but we have continuous influence over where the future, right? So building those checkpoints in as we go. Maybe we think like 90 days from now is kind of that end point, but also giving ourselves those checkpoints like maybe at 30 days, maybe at 60 days, like continuously reevaluating and making sure, and again, this is how we work here at Unity, this is how we build programs, continuously making sure that the needle's always moving forward we're not standing still or obviously not moving backwards would be the ultimate not goal um, but standing still as well is not the move right we want to be constantly moving forward and knowing that we are can provide some of that little bit of external motivation if you will along the way as we use our discipline to get us there and if you struggle with this like as a business We'll talk about quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four. Um, as a health and fitness goal, it's hard to just kind of pick certain dates unless there's specific dates in mind for deadlines of weddings and, and events and all the other stuff, right? Uh, I like to use holidays for a lot of checkpoints, right? So if we start the new year, it's January 1. What's the first checkpoint? I usually say April Fool's Day because it's 90 days, right? Mm -hmm. Most New Year's resolutions don't last a month. So I like to do a 30-day like quick review check, but the big checkpoint is April Fools. Mm -hmm. And then usually the next one is Memorial Day. Mm -hmm. That's when people are starting to get ready for summer. School is almost out, X, Y, Z. July 4th is kind of like the peak of summer. That's a mid-year checkpoint as well. Mm -hmm. It works out coincidentally very nicely like that. Then obviously we have Labor Day. Mm -hmm. There's not really a big one that I like to focus on in between Labor Day and Thanksgiving. Yeah. However, I use Oktoberfest as mine. So um somewhere around Oktoberfest, it's also my anniversary now like there, there's some sort of gauge like did i start the fall off the way i wanted to mm -hmm. halloween doesn't mean that much to me right now so it's i don't really include that then obviously thanksgiving to new year like there's a big grind that happens the last five to six weeks out of the year mm -hmm. you can take those same checkpoints and just gauge where you're at mm -hmm. and know where you're at and use that um all of them are important all of them have different influence like you were saying earlier but there's, there's different tools that you can use to help with that and just kind of give yourself the, the, the freedom and also the check-ins, the reviews of your uh, previous X amount of day for every 90-day 
mm-hmm. um, plan. Right. Well, and if your goals change too, it gives you a nice opportunity to do so, right? Like your goals for this this next 90 days to kind of draw us back to our initial question of like, where do you want to be for Thanksgiving? Your goals from here until Thanksgiving might look very different from Thanksgiving to the new year. Yep. But some of those habits might be the same. So those checkpoints allow us to give ourselves an audit to say, hey, what's going well? What's working? What to your point, need to do more, do less. What do we need to change? What do we need to keep? All of those types of things can be reevaluated as well as the end point. It doesn't always have to be a straight shot towards one singular goal for our entire life, our entire journey. We might have little adjustments here and there. Something might come up where we do want to kind of hone in on a fat loss or, hey, we do want to do this strength competition of some sort, right? Tough to say what might pop up, but it allows you the flexibility, kind of that structured flexibility to pivot if we need to. Yeah, the, the pivot's there at any time. The adaptation is always going to be there. Um, and the cool thing about checkpoints and going through these things is that you can, like, like you, you, you said, I can't remember how you said the quote earlier, but you said we, we don't have control of like what already happened, but you have full constant influence of what, what we do next. Mm-hmm. And, and you just pick it up because the next day is the next 90 days out. Like you mm-hmm. can keep rolling like that. But at some point, like you also need to dive in and do what you're doing. What I'm ultimately getting to here is that if you missed a day or if there, you had a bad day, it doesn't mean like that that 90 day goal is out. Like you have a checkpoint mm-hmm. and you have checkpoints that you can set up. But just know right now, like the body that you feel today, the body that you see today, the body that you perform with today is an accumulation of all the things that you've done over the last 90 days mm-hmm. to where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. So your next 90 days. That Thanksgiving Day is what you're going to see, feel, perform with all the things then. Yep. So you might as well work on it now. Mm-hmm. It's 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 hard for people to grit that concept because they get so wrapped up in the what's happening right now and they get stressed out about the micros and they miss the big picture. Mm-hmm. And some people are too big picture and they're just like, yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. And they don't think enough in the micros, right? So you you have to have a a little bit of um you have to have a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. A little bit of both. Well, and we've talked about it in previous episodes, obviously, as as coaches, it's easier for us to sometimes see, I'll speak for myself at least, it's easier for us to see it for someone else as well. Like, I struggle with, like, the big picture vision stuff. I'm more of just, like, give me a list, I'll check it off my list today. And I am not very good at, like, big picture things. So it is helpful oftentimes to have someone to talk to, to bounce ideas off of. I know a few episodes back we talked about support and finding that support and maybe talking to someone, even if, if it is a coach and who can help you create a plan to get there, or even if it is like a family member or a friend or a fellow member of the gym, right, who you train with, sharing those goals can be very powerful. It can also help you flush out that action plan of like, maybe you have a similar end goal and maybe they have a little bit of similarities where we can create support along the way as well as bounce ideas off and just get more create or get more detail in all of those things to help the actions have a little bit more intention behind them. So as we as we kind of go through all of this, we've we've probably dove into this visualization thing, which is super important more than we originally anticipated. Mm-hmm. And what we've not talked about is nutrition. Mm-hmm. And this is where I think people get in the trap because everybody wants a quick fix. They want a 14-day detox, 28-day makeover. They want a, a six-week transformation. But 90 days 
Mm -hmm. Imagine what you doing that and having something consistent for 90 days will do for you. Mm -hmm. Imagine something that you can create that doesn't have to be a diet that you just follow for a day and think that you're doing that for so long that you get bored with. Imagine something that evolves that you can put actual craft and work into that goes for 12 weeks, which is about 90 days. and what you can accomplish within that. Like all the habits that you can form, all the discipline that you can have, all of the adaptation, the pivoting. Like mm-hmm. that to me is better than trying to put your head down and focusing so much on the microdose of everything that needs to be done on every day and all out effort for six weeks mm-hmm. uh, to only let it all come back tenfold in a, in a bad way when you're done. Mm-hmm. Right? Where 12 weeks you play the long game because. This is for the long game. Mm-hmm. And we don't settle for the short term, but we can also break this down into three-week checkpoints, too. Like, why not? Yeah. Right? Halfway, mm-hmm. quarter, right? Yeah. one. But the, the nutrition piece, then, is diving into habits and mm-hmm. strategies and behaviors, not following some sort of diet that you're supposed to be doing because it matches with a two-week schedule that you have. Like, uh, a quote I saw the other day was... Um, People don't fail diets. Diets fail people, mm-hmm. right? Like, if these diets were so good, guys, why are we still talking about diets and why are there so many, right? You just need to focus on the basics. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to lose weight, the, you can simply think about being in a caloric deficit. Yes, that works, meaning not needing as many calories as you burn. But what if those calories are all coming from fast food restaurant or cookies, right? Mm-hmm. Your body's not going to respond well to that. Uh, your gut's not going to respond well to that. Your stress levels aren't going to respond well to that. Mm-hmm. So it might not be as easy as that. There's a lot of other things that come into play. But the big thing about nutrition now in these 90 days, as like I said, as we wrap up here, um, we can give people a couple things to think about from a nutrition standpoint for 90 days out, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. setting up all of the, um, one of our biggest tools that we do here with people is that we set up all of their events, all of their parties, all of their events, all of their travel day whatever it is in a calendar yeah. and and how to plan for that mm-hmm. and 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 then we work we, we get those done first in the calendar then we basically work ourselves around that right for sure well and you know kind of similar to knowing your end point where you want to be 90 days from now you know what happens in that week i know we've talked about this in a previous episode probably a while ago it might have mm-hmm. been even a season one where we know that hey at the end of the week i have this big event that i know i'm going to be eating out i'm going to be consuming alcohol i'm going to be it's going to be a late night sleep will be impacted right maybe there's travel involved with it we have more control then over the beginning of the week so we that's where we want to know so when we know those things we can better execute on them as well um another kind of point into that maybe a step two if you will is also we always dive into the environment right? Like what is the environment around you on that day-to-day basis outside of those events? So once we have the events on the calendar, okay, that's one day out of seven. What does your other six look like? First step to that, what does your environment look like? What is your home? What is your kitchen? What foods do you have in the house? What things do you have around you that can make decisions easier to make? Yeah. If the veggies are already cut and in the fridge, it's a heck of a lot easier to choose them versus the chips in the cupboard if they're in the house. If we don't have the veggies in the house in the first place, that's step number one. If they're not cut, obstacle number two, right? Having those things identified and laid out ahead of time is infinitely easier mm-hmm. to make decisions. 
we're going to take this and spin it to our language. Mm-hmm. My language. I'm going to swear. Um, rather than uh, what we were taught as like the golden rule of food. But if you have shitty food in your house, you yourself, the listener, listening to this right now, someone you love or somebody you marginally tolerate will eat that shitty food. You bought it, you're going to eat it. If you have healthy food in your house, you, the listener, listening to this right now, somebody you love or somebody you marginally tolerate will also eat the healthy food. You might as well buy healthy food. And if you are the one that's controlling the groceries and going through that stuff, you damn well better buy the healthy food. If you're not that person, you need to find yourself a cupboard or a drawer or a pantry that is only yours that you put the stuff in because what you're doing right now is planning for the next 90 days. Mm-hmm. And each week you can build steam up to it. Like You shouldn't be expecting results on week one or two or three mm-hmm. even. Mm-hmm. You should be building up to build up for the long-term results and get more out of this at the end. Because those people that fall for the 30-day things, the six-week things, by the time they hit the 12th week, they're usually worse off than they were when they even started that previous 30-day challenge or six-week challenge, mm-hmm. usually. Um, if not from a physical side of things, from a physiological side of things and a mental side of things, they're usually off, they're thrown off, there's too much stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So play the long game. Play the 90 days out. Focus your body on that. Focus your goals on that. Focus your nutrition on that. Mm-hmm. And it makes things a lot easier because you don't have to be pressured or rushed into something. Right. Well, and you know where you're going as well, right? You have the end thing in mind. You know exactly what actions we need to take, whether that's the in setting up the environment, whether that's the decisions we make when the food's already in front of us or we're out, right? It makes some of that decision fatigue a little bit less because those decisions can already be almost pre-made for you if you only have healthy food in the house you don't have to make the decision to eat healthy food you just eat what's there because you already made the decision and that can as we rack up these decisions and rack up these habits there's a lot of opportunities to make decisions around food and it becomes it can become fatiguing like decision fatigue is a real thing thing right so it can be easier and you can reduce the amount of decisions you have just by making the big domino decision that will let the other ones fall after it. My brain is hurting right now from what you just said right there. Um, I'm just thinking about like if you buy the food, you prep the food in some way, shape, or form, right? Mm-hmm. Healthy food and you have it at home. Why in the hell are you trying to make a decision of if you should eat that tonight or go out to eat? Like you've you already, already decided. Mm-hmm. to have that food there why are you putting a second decision in front of that to mm-hmm. have that even like why is that even there mm-hmm. why are you stressing out over it why are you losing willpower why is there decision fatigue into that when it when you've already decided that's why you bought the food mm-hmm. um i've never thought about that before oh. like my brain was like yeah you were talking right there and i was like oh stay stay with M." like <laughs> but my brain was hurting because i'm like yeah that's such a good point where people if they buy the quote-unquote healthy food and all of a sudden they didn't eat it or they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're battling something at night, like, why did you create that decision? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really, it, it can kind of tie back into, at least in my experience, like, thinking about this, obviously it's not the first time I've thought about it, but it's something I've thought about a lot. I think it can sometimes tie back where you had said, we don't want to be emotional, but we want to act with emotion. I think some of that emotionalness can kind of play into that For to sure. a degree, right? I think there's a degree of like 
we want to do the hardest thing possible. And I think subconsciously we make it harder on ourselves. I think there can be a little bit of that. This all depends on the person, right? Um, but when we frame it and we just start to eliminate decisions that we have to make, it can be a lot easier for ourselves. Yeah. If things already are in place, right? Like that's one of the reasons to use a food example. I eat the same exact lunch basically every single day. I know exactly how much broccoli I need to buy at the store. I know exactly how long it takes to cook the chicken thigh. I know exactly how many, how much sweet potatoes I need to buy, whether they're big or whether they're small. I can get two or I can get four. Like it weighs, when I weigh it at the grocery store, basically the exact same weights every single time I do it. And I don't have to make the decision. So it's a lot easier to make those things happen when we can set ourselves up. And it is work on the front end, right? Like I didn't just come to this meal off the off the cuff but once i had it in place it's already there and vegetables or having them in the fridge having healthy food in the house can be the same thing it's tough at the grocery store to stick to the list and only buy the healthy food and not buy the bakery items and the chips and the snacks that might not be very goal aligning for us but once we get through that one hard thing we don't have to tackle the five hard things that come after it we just eliminate them by making that one decision at the grocery store. Yeah, I mean, making one decision, yeah, like you just said, it takes the next five out, mm-hmm. right? And then obviously things come up, like, oh, my friend called to go out to eat tonight. Um, can you right. res- Like, then it comes down to, like, can you just reschedule? Can mm-hmm. you tell the person, no, not tonight, can you reschedule, right? Yeah. There, there's, there's things in that. Or if this was a planned going out to eat night, then it's already on your calendar, mm-hmm. right? So. Or you can make the decision, like, if you do choose to go out in those spur-of-the-moment moments, like, Every restaurant will cook something for you that could be goal aligning. It might not be like, you know, the deep fried cheese curds. Probably not going to, regardless of your fitness goal, cheese curds probably aren't the best option for you. Though delicious, probably not the best option. The the person that tries to argue us on this point right now is talking to the wrong effing person about this right now. Because I'm going through week five or six now of this elimination diet. And I promise you, like, I've been to restaurants, you can find the food on there, you can ask the waiter, I've talked Mm -hmm. to the personal chef, and asked them to change things up for me to help them. Mm -hmm. I get a lot of weird questions, um, and I get a lot of scared faces because they think I'm allergic, right, and they need to go through all these allergy things, like, no, it's not an elimination diet and a detox, like, I just want a chicken skewer, skewer, olive oil, black black pepper, and salt, like, that's all I'm asking, I don't need the aioli, like, right. Just chicken. Right. And um, I promise you the chefs can do it. Mm-hmm. And the waiters are there to help you too. Like, yeah. They're there to serve. So mm-hmm. they can fix it. Uh, they're just putting stuff on the menu that uh, is appealing to others and oftentimes cheaper, easier, sure. yeah, more yeah. rewarded of all the stuff. Like we're not going to go down food science, but food psychology. Well, Anyways, so they exist. Yeah. You can, you can ask them to do that. It's yes. very simple from somebody who traveled five days in california and went three days in the cities mm-hmm. i just went through it both that california was much easier than i thought it was going to be the cities was outrageously harder than i thought it was going to be um i was a little disappointed with how hard it was in the cities yeah uh, i was not 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 pleased by it um a lot of good restaurants just mm-hmm. not for <laughs> what i needed them to be right um anywho the 90 days out goal mm-hmm. like start thinking ahead um, and hopefully give yourself, like, we spent a lot of time visualizing it, visualizing this, A, because that's something that I feel I do really well. Like, mm-hmm. I can put myself in those spots really well. 
Um, but we also think that like that helps you set up for your nutrition that we wanted to ultimately get to that we talked about here at the latter end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, did we miss anything? I don't think so. I think I think like you said, the visualization part is important because it also fully fleshes out like what the end point is, and we don't know what decisions to make, even regarding nutrition that or concretely know what decisions to make like we could probably infer that we should choose a cheese curd choose a vegetable over a cheese curd excuse me but concretely knowing that by knowing your end goal is the most important thing if you don't know where you're going any road can get you there mm-hmm. just think about that for your goals in the 90 days out right like if you don't know where you're going any road can get you there if you know where you're going, what's the, how much more powerful can that be for you? Mm-hmm. And uh, the only thing you have to be mad about then is um, what, like, what you can do better. Like, you can't be mad at yourself if you put in the effort and the discipline for it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just what can you do better next time. Like, there's nothing to be mad about. Right. Cool. I think that about sums it up. I think yeah. it should help a lot of people. This is a big one. Yeah, I as always, share this with someone who you think might benefit from it as well. Always helps us to reach more people um, and, and help more people and most importantly, help them help themselves, right? Like, I think that's most most important is a lot of people do, enough. well, a lot of people feel lost. Like, they don't know what to do, but I think some of the stuff we talked about in this episode can kind of give direction um, and say, to use your analogy or your quote there, like, what road should you be on for what you want to do? So. Thank you guys very much for tuning in to this week's episode of the UFDA podcast. As always, leave a rating, review, like, share, subscribe, download, all the things that also help us to grow organically. And we will catch you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Thanks, guys.